0: This week, we are talking about loneliness, talking about codependency, and how do we shift this cycle that we are stuck in. I'm so excited to share with you about this. Let's go. You're listening to Made For This. Thanks to HelloFresh for supporting Made For This go to hellofresh.com/madeforthis14 and use the code madeforthis14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Well, we just announced my new book that comes out in 2022. It is called find your people. And this is a message that I do hit the table about because in my research and specifically with Get Out of Your Head, there was just this loud, clear message that we need deeper community day in and day out of our lives if we are going to live healthy and full lives for the glory of God. It is so clear to me. And yet, Never has a generation been more isolated and more lonely than we are currently. Add COVID to the mix, and we really do have a recipe for depression and anxiety and feeling numb and checked out and stuck. And so this is such a deep passion of mine that we live lives that are connected to others in a really deep way. I cannot wait for you all to get that, and next spring, the podcast is going to talk about it. We're going to jump into it. You all are going to hear every single thing that I've been thinking about and learning and researching and writing about for the last two years of my life. So I cannot wait for you to be a part of that season and to get the book. However, in the meantime, we're going to talk about this right now because we're talking about nothing to prove. We're talking about not living a life of striving, and yet we constantly find ourselves stuck in these cycles, spinning cycles of performance and measuring up. And so I want to talk specifically today about codependency. It's a difficult word. In fact, some of you are thinking that's psycho babble. What does that even mean? And many of you are thinking, I'm not codependent. I know people that are, but I'm not codependent. Let me tell you what the word means. It means that we are looking for people to meet needs for us that they're not able to meet to fill parts of our souls that they're not able to fill, to be more than they're able to be. And we specifically look for people to meet our needs rather than to God. And so I think to some degree, we all struggle with this. We all struggle with codependency because it is so much easier to go to a person I can see with expectations that I think are fair and bring those to that person and cross my arms and wait for them to provide for me than it is to go to an invisible God, lay down my expectations, lay down my disappointments and to say, I want what you have for me. That is way more against our flesh and our desires if we're going to go to God in dependence, rather than to go to people that we see flesh and blood that even if they disappoint us over and over again, we can see them and sometimes just maybe they will meet our expectation And guys, this is the cycle that many of us find ourselves in. And so we live disappointed in our relationships and we live hurt by the people that we're supposed to be loving and kind to. And yeah, I just see this again and again. I see this in my own life. I see this in the lives of the people I love where we are setting a bar so high for other people that they can't ever reach it. And it further isolates us from people because they are destined to disappoint us. All of this starts with a feeling of loneliness, which is so common. Three in five people feel lonely. Three in five. So I want to read this out of Nothing to Prove. Loneliness is meant to be an invitation to draw closer to God, but our tendency is to try to frantically first meet the need with people, to prove to ourselves that we are lovable and funny and worthy of attention. We are made for dependency on God. We were built for that. Because God is invisible, we put our neediness on people, and that becomes unhealthy 100% of the time. It's called codependency. If we connect with people and we don't connect with God, we end up asking people to be our enoughness. Only God has the resources and ability to exhaustively meet your needs. Yes, we were designed to need human relationships, but they can never be enjoyed if we're using them to replace this ultimate relationship with God. Community is meant to point us to Jesus, not replace him. One thing I've learned about any negative emotion that I feel, which, you know, happens regularly, daily almost, I'll feel some sense of anxiety or fear or frustration or anger that kind of creeps in and and I have learned to notice it. Specifically, even with loneliness too, these are things that God allows us to feel that he actually created in us. Emotions are a gift from God. And those gifts are meant to draw us to God. They're supposed to be barometers that are telling us our temperature and what we need to pay attention to. We are hungry and we're supposed to eat. We get thirsty and we're supposed to drink. We crave time with people and we're supposed to go spend some time with people. However, at the very core of us, the thing that even... Jesus uses as his analogy that that he is the bread of life, that he is the living water, that he is saying at the deepest core of your neediness is a desire to have a connection with an eternal God, with an eternal plan that loves you, that sees you, that is invested in you, that has a plan for your life. And so when you look at the story of scripture, what you see is a God saying, I know you're hungry, I know you're thirsty. I know you are angry. I know you're lonely. I know you're sad. I have the answers. I'm going to take care of you. But I'm going to take care of you not just in your physical needs being met. I'm going to take care of you in your spiritual and emotional and relational needs being met first in me. Guys, I feel like a broken record sometimes because I'm saying the same thing over and over again about different issues in different ways that we need Jesus. And when we walk with him, we flow with living water. There is hope that pours out of us. There is confidence that pours out of us. There is strength and power and authority that flows out of us because of ourselves. No, but because of God and the relationship we have with him and the power and the authority and the strength and the confidence that he issues us as we dwell with him, as we walk with him, as we know him and bring our troubles and our insecurities and our fears to him. And I don't know how to say it other than It's worth it and you have to try it (laughs) because otherwise you're just hearing me say it is a good thing to walk with Jesus. Or you're hearing the hymns and the, the saints of old saying, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, right? Like these are the things that we are banking on. And yet until we do it for ourselves, until you have been still for an hour in the morning with just him and open that book, the Bible, and just read it and allow him to minister to you in your fear, in your insecurity, in your worries that you have for today, you just are gonna hear other people say it's worth it. And some of you have done that, you've sat down and you don't experience anything and therefore you walk away. And I just would say, you show up again tomorrow and you show up again the next day. And I'm telling you over time, that relationship has deepened and that trust is deepened and that knowledge of your God has deepened. And over time, you will see the fruits of the spirit coming in and out of your life. You know what I hate, though? I hate it when things feel contradictory, like you really need people, and the Bible says that we need each other and that we can't do this alone, and you're not supposed to need people because you can't become too codependent. It feels like tensions that we can't possibly hold perfectly and correctly, and that's not what Scripture says. In fact, what scripture says is, and I've said this verse multiple times in the series, but I'm going to say it again and again and again, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. A.W. Tozer says it this way, put God in his rightful place and when thousand problems are solved all at once. This isn't about getting everything in its rightful place. It's about getting God in his rightful place. And out of that, you will have what you need. You will have living, flowing water that springs up and in and out of you, Jesus talks about in the book of John. So we know that there is a way to live that is wholly different than the world that allows us to be a life-giving force to the people that we love. So there's a way to live And it is not complicated. It is not getting everything just right and having people in their rightful place and me in my rightful place and saying the right things and doing the right things. That's not scripture. That's not the gospel. That's not what the Bible says. Otherwise, that burden would be heavy and that yoke would be not refreshing and light. It would be very difficult. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. And the reason it is that way is because we trust in him. We keep in step with him. We walk with him. Galatians says, we keep in step with the spirit. And in that same passage is where the fruits of the spirit are mentioned. So there is a peace and a refreshment that comes as we walk with Jesus. I know I say it every week all the time, but it is the way our lives change. It is the life we're looking for, walking in the presence of God day in and day out, minute by minute. It's not something we achieve. It's not something we check off a list. It's a way to live. It is a whole fundamental, powerful way to live. Guys, I absolutely love HelloFresh. I love it. The planning, the cooking. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers 27 plus recipes featuring a range of flavors, cuisines and ingredients so you don't ever get bored and you can try something new every week. And there are more extras than ever before. HelloFresh's selections of delicious add-ons is getting bigger and better every week. Here's what I love about HelloFresh. It's 15 to 20 minute dinners and my kids love to help me cook it and then the food is fantastic. They actually eat it. Cooper is so picky and he will eat Every single HelloFresh meal we make, it might be because he's helping me cook it. The ingredients travel from farm to your doorstep in under a week and they're so fresh. And the recipes are so easy to follow and quick to make. And the steps have pictures to guide you along the way. You can change your delivery days or your food preferences and skip a week if you need to, which I've had to do if we're traveling or out of town. So go to hellofresh.com slash 14 and use the code madeforthis 14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. So here's a few questions that you guys asked about this that I think is awesome. We took questions on Instagram. If you don't follow me there, go there right now. I love Instagram. It's the place I interact with you the very most. I get to hear from you. I read a lot of the messages. I don't always get to respond to all of them, but I try to read as many as possible. And I'm so grateful. And I do definitely try to respond to some. So what I would say is go to Instagram. It's Jenny S. Allen, J-E-N-N-I-E-S, as in Sam, Allen and A-L-L-E-N. So go there, follow me there, say hi in the comments. And yeah, it's awesome to hear from you guys and know you're real out there. The tens of thousands of you that listen every week, I can't believe it. All right, so so one of the questions we got off of Instagram. I feel like I constantly am disappointing people. It's one of the reasons that I strive. What do I do to let go of living this way? Well, I think the first thing is to accept that you are going to disappoint people. And that pressure of trying not to disappoint people is a miserable way to live. At the same time, pleasing people, quote, People-pleasing is not all bad. It's when it gets out of order. It's when that becomes our main priority above pleasing God. That's when it becomes idolatry. And so wanting the people that you love to feel loved, wanting the people that you love to experience your kindness and thoughtfulness and presence, that is a good thing. If one of my kids is always ungrateful, I'm not just going to go, well, he's disappointing to me and you know, he should be better, but I'm not, I mean, it's just the way it is. People are just ungrateful. No, I'm going to instruct him. I'm going to lovingly say, hey, buddy, let's say thank you. Like, let, let me tell you what I need to hear, what other people need to hear in this situation. So there are times for loving correction in relationships where we hear the truth of, you know what, this is continually not thoughtful and I really need this from you. But see, that is totally different and that's such a healthy exchange than This passive aggressive, constantly being let down by people, constantly spiraling because you are letting down people. There's a whole different maturity in conversation when you both come to each other and go, hey, some expectations haven't been met. And what would it look like for me to love you better? I want to love you better. How can I do that? And then a healthy conversation you know, exists around that. It's not that we aren't to be dependent on each other. We need each other. We all need each other. Scripture's clear that it is not good for man to be alone. That's Genesis. So out of the gate, we see a very clear message that, that us alone is not a good thing. So we do need each other, but obsessively needing each other, obsessively being disappointed with each other because other people are sinners is what we're talking about. In find your people, one of the big opening things I say is that the three truths that have set me free more than any other, and I've said this here before, is number one, you will disappoint me. Number two, I will disappoint you. And number three, God never disappoints us. And that is the key to Allowing people to be sinners in your life to being comfortable apologizing and dealing with conflict because, of course, we're going to hurt each other because we're sinners. And just knowing that that we're going to have breakdowns in relationships and that we shouldn't be scared of them you know if, if approval becomes your oxygen then you will need it to breathe and you will break down or spiral out anytime that something goes awry with a relationship that matters to you and that's where codependency can ruin and wreak havoc on your relationship and on your own well-being and your own life and and what the gospel promises is you will always have God. He will always meet your needs. And people will let you down, but you will always have God. And as we come to terms with that and accept that and grow in that peace and that grace, there's a freedom to be imperfect and to work things out together and to not just have everything work out perfectly where everybody likes us and we have a bow on top of every issue that we would ever have. No, there's not always bows and things don't always work out. And we can be okay, even if we lose relationships, even if people that we think should be there for us forever walk out the door. There's still a world where you can live and be okay, and it's because of the love of God. And to know that love, how deep and wide and high, is to be filled to the fullness of the measure of God. That's what scripture tells us in Philippians. Man, that is what we need is to know that love and to be filled with the fullness of the measure of God. And there are days I have felt that. There are days I have walked with Him in such peace and confidence that He has filled me full and I am overflowing. And there are a lot of days that I have not gone to Him, that I've gone to my circumstances and to people in my life to meet those needs. Always breaks down. Another question. How will living in this freedom and not striving affect my friendships or my marriage for the better. I would say this is probably the greatest gift you can give the people you love, is to let them disappoint you, (laughs) to be quick to admit your own failures and weaknesses, and to trust in God to sustain and fulfill you. When you come into a relationship with that, There are streams of living water flowing through you, in and out of you, because there is a peace that transcends understanding. And you don't go to people thinking, what can I get? You go to people thinking, what can I give? And that is, oh, those are the most refreshing people. We all know people like this that just bless our lives because of their contentment, and they want to be a blessing to us. And and that's who we want to be. We want to be people full of God and giving God away to people that we love, people that we know, and people we barely know. One of the things I've worked on this year, in fact, my words, some of you know this is true of me because you've probably seen me somewhere out and I am, it is difficult for me in public spaces to be warm and outgoing and open to people. I shut down and I've analyzed this. I probably should go to counseling for it. But it is really genuinely something that is hard for me. And so my words this year, and yet that is one of the greatest ways to take the gospel to people and to love people well is is to love strangers as we are going. And so I really have like this, my words this year are to love strangers. And so I think part of that comes from a, you know, ADD, my mind is always somewhere else and, and it's hard for me to be present. But It's a selfish thing no matter what, because if I put the person in front of me ahead of myself and I come to them full of God, then I have so much to give them in the way of eye contact and questions and care. And it's just a place I want to grow. I think I get introverted with strangers. I just, I clam up and I close up and there's probably a lot of reasons for it, but it's not, none of them are good enough or provide enough merit for me not to work on this issue in my life. And I think those are the little things that that God's talking about when He says love your neighbor as yourself. It's, it's show preferential treatment to strangers. It's show preferential treatment to other people that may or may not have anything to give you back. And it is a place I want to grow in my life. And I believe it is one of the greatest ways we can show the world the love of God that we have is to give without expecting anything in return.